You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. Today, Steph and I get to talk with Lindsay Ulrich, who recently got the FKT for the Oregon PCT. Before we get into that, Steph, what is going on in your life today? I um, pretty much, I'm, it's very Groundhog Day around here. It is wake up early, edit some stuff, work on some stuff, get the kids ready, go to work. Come home, put the kids to bed, run, work on more things. And it's just like continuous. And Aaron is working and he's not home to see the kids. We spent the day on Sunday <clears throat> together and that was really nice. Um, and so I'm very much looking forward to our week up north because he'll actually be around. When is that happening? Um, it'll be the 31st and then that first week of September Okay. through okay. Labor Day. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And we're actually spending some time with the Lewis inside. So that's my, my dad's side. Um, they're all coming up the 28th. So we're going up there and then they're spending the weekend and then it'll be just us. Um, and I guess Mary Jo and Nick and the kids are coming up too, because on the 1st of September, I will be doing the 50 K at St. Croix state park and Mary Jo is biking with me and she has never biked that far before. So she she got some uh, biker shorts and she got a bladder so that she can carry water with her and I'm just pumped to be able That's to awesome. do that with her and I'm so lucky that I mean she's like yes I'll do, uh, yeah I'll do it with you I just want to see like how I how far I can go and Aww. so I'm excited yeah thrilling. I love yeah. it when people learn new limits you know I know, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that, but I have been having a little bit of pain. It was kind of in my shin slash calf and now it's more in my shin. And I was thinking it was shin splints. I don't know what it is. I took a couple days off and I biked instead of running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been icing it, but it's still kind of iffy, but I, I ran five miles yesterday and I've run five miles today and it's still kind of iffy, but at the same time, like Ugh. if it's just like tweaked, I don't know how to go about that. So Right. Yeah, that's always really weird because yeah. it could just be some mysterious thing that comes and then it goes. Yeah. You never really know what it was. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of been like shifting. Huh. Like it was like my my calf that was really tight. Mm -hmm. And then it like came up front to a shin splint and now it's like moving up my leg. Up my like shin. So hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Probably just me being paranoid because I have the 50K coming. It could be. Totally. Because that always oh. happens before a race yeah. or any like hard effort. Goal. 
you always get some kind of weird twinge that wasn't there before. And I don't know. I hope it doesn't last long. um, I hope not. not. I'm trying to take care of it. We're trying to go a little slower. You know, I'm doing biking more, which I don't, I like biking leisurely. Like Mm -hmm. when we're the kids and we're just like going around. I do not like biking as like a workout. I'll do it if I have to. Don't like it. It's fun, I think, as like in a class setting or like a group, like a spin um, class cycling or session. Yeah, like those can be really fun. I know um, some of my friends do, like Peloton. Yep. Uh, those kind of classes. I think that yep. sound like seems pretty fun because yeah. it's like motivating. There's pump up music, but I I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I would. It's you, no I used to, I used to um, spin just on my bike, like mm-hmm. on a trainer. Like for triathlon mm-hmm. practice purposes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, it gets pretty kind of old. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it helps if you watch a movie, but. Yeah, yeah. But that's like the same thing with running. Like I run outside. I run on these same roads. Yeah, they're all straight and they're really annoying. But why is biking so much worse? I don't know, but I just don't like it. I was like. Yeah, that's okay. I know, but <laughs> I want to get my workout in. So I'm just like, oh, I got to go bike. But right. Whatever. So anyway. Anyway. Yes. What's going I on? Back. I hope so too. What's going on with your life? Well, you know, um, I had the weirdest thing ever happen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, yeah, just totally bizarre. I went to, um, I bent down to give Bellin her passy, um, like last week and, Something happened on my way up. I like must have twisted really weird and my back just totally went out on me completely. And I was just so shocked. I was like, I am in my twenties. Like this should not happen. And yeah. I, just, I was like, cry laughing hysterically because <laughs> I'm like, what just happened to me? I'm in so much pain, but this is also kind Could of you- hilarious because this does not happen. And yeah. I just kept saying to Chase, like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. This is the weirdest experience. And while I'm like laying in bed, you know, trying to breathe through like the pain and could you anyway, move? what could you move? Not really. And it was stop. very hard to like get out of bed to like mm. go to the bathroom. And it, it just, it was, I was stuck. It was very oh. weird. It's, a lot better now, of course. Good, I can walk, good. and I I even went on a two mile jog this morning, and good. You know, it's just weird, and it's it's always funny how those little things remind you to be thankful for your health, and like when your body is feeling good. Uh-huh. But how we just, I mean, you, I mean, I don't know how to prevent it from like taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of becoming aware. It's like every day that you have in a healthy body. Like you need to appreciate that. And, yeah. um, yeah, I would practice that just talking to my father-in-law about it. Cause he has a lot of knee problems. Um, and he, he used to run not very far. Um, he did some 10 K's and stuff, but he, he loved it. I mean, that's what he did every day after work. He was, he'd go for, you know, a short run. And he said, I ran to their house last weekend and he's like, you know, I said something about I I 
sometimes I take this for granted. And he goes, yeah, don't ever do that because I wish I could still do it. And he Mm -hmm. can't. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't ever want to like not be able to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. And I mean, as soon as you feel like twinges like that or you're, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I mean, even with you, it's like, you're on the bike instead of running and you're like, well, but all I want to do is run. I know. want to do that one thing that you well or several things that you can't do um yeah it's hard and so yeah anyway yeah we can't take this um for granted our bodies and and okay also how we like get down on ourselves or our bodies Mm -hmm. I think I know especially like in motherhood it's like our bodies aren't the same as they used to be. And so sometimes I'm really mad at my body. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing the things that I used to be able to do? Or, you know, look the way you, yeah. it looks right now or whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, we need to totally redirect that energy towards mm-hmm. like thanking our body for what it does do because well, it still carries us through this hugely busy, full of miles life. Yeah. And it, and, at least, like for Nikki and I, I know there's other ways to become moms, but we ha- carried our babies for nine months and then birthed them. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big ordeal. Your body's not just going to go back to normal. But I still struggle with how my, especially my stomach and my thighs look from, you know, after having both girls. But yeah, yeah, and it's like our bodies did that. I know. It just like appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's just, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that, how mm-hmm. I don't, I want to instead like direct my energy to like appreciating yeah. what it does yes. and how, and yeah, running's good because it mm-hmm. redirects us to feeling strong instead of yeah. focusing on our weaknesses. But yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So what is your favorite thing that you're liking this week? We did not do this last week. We did because not. Our episode was long. But we're just going to do it this week. So, yes. Um, so recently I ordered these in June, early June. They got lost in the mail. So this oh, no. company sent me another one of these. Okay. And they were late too. And then the first ones finally got to my house in like the beginning of August. And they are. The Gooder sunglasses, they're the Circle G ones, so they're like the newer style. Ooh, oh, cute. I Sorry, know. listeners can't see that. But you can't see them. Cute. I know. I, I didn't know they came in circles. Yes, they just, they released it earlier this spring, and so I got a pair earlier, and it was the Flamingo, Flamingo, not Flamingo, what was it? I don't remember, but they were like pink and purple. Well, they had blue lenses, and it instantly made me nauseous when I put them on, so I'm like, I can't wear these. So I returned them and I'm like, just save my credit because I want the, these are the $9 pullovers. So they're like a tortoise shell brown with brown lenses. Cool. So cute. Which I like. And they're, I mean, I wear them not just when I go running, but you know, oh, all yeah. the time because they're Gooders cute. They're great for everything. And you yeah. know, they're affordable too. They are. I know. Very affordable. Compared to like other sunglasses. Yeah. And they're polarized. Yeah. Which is I don't I don't know why it took me so long to get a pair of gooders, but now that I do, I'm very pro gooder. Yeah, so, and you're living happy. I am, and they. I mean, so I wear them on my runs, and they don't move. I used mm-hmm. to wear just like 
some other sunglasses I had sometimes and you have to like lift them up and wipe the sweat off and put yes. them back down. Yes. You do not have to do these with gooders. And I'm sure the whole world knows about them, but I finally got some. So here's <laughs> yep. my favorite thing. She's now on board. I yeah. am. Yeah. Well, Chase and I wear them too. I just want to say that. And um, we both, we both have two <laughs> different pairs of the same ones. So like, that's confusing. Wow. That came out really weird. Um, anyway, we have the same pairs and we love them and we wear them all the time. So yeah, they're cool. great. I'm yeah. glad you got yours. Me too. What about you? Okay. So I, it's honestly a little difficult for me to think about um, my favorite things because I've already told you guys my favorite things and I <laughs> only use certain amount of things. I don't mm-hmm. do have, I don't have a lot of running stuff, but Anyway, I'm going to talk a little bit about my bladder, my water bladder mm-hmm. that I used in Elkhorn Crest 50K because yeah. I've actually never used a bladder in races before this moment. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I think I stayed I better you. hydrated because I of it. I know you did. <laughs> um, anyway, it is a Hydra pack. And, um, it's really sleek. It's really nice. It's way better than the bladders I used to use back when I was in like high school and would, I don't know. I mean, I remember, um, I went to Steen's, which is like a mountain running camp in high school. And I think I used a bladder for that. And it's like, you know, they just used to leak and they were clunky and the hoses were not good. They have come a long ways. And mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, Steph, um, everybody probably knows that already. I'm just late getting into that yeah. boat. So I'm kind <laughs> of like, wow, life is so <laughs> And bladders don't have to leak. And hoses are, like, comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Just suck on. <laughs> how does it, how is it filled? Is it like a top or are there two spots? You fill it on the top and then you kind of, it almost has like a Ziploc effect and you turn, you bend it, bend the top over and then you Snap slide. on, slide on the piece that keeps <laughs> it, it from leaking. Okay. That's how my other one was. Just like Brilliant. that. Brilliant. Yeah. I know. It's so nice. And it's a huge opening. So you can like, I dump ice in mine when it's hot. I mean, yep. it, it melts very fast, but whatever. Okay. But yeah. At and least then for a little can, bit. You can hook, hook it from the top onto a little hook inside your pack to keep uh-huh. the bladder up instead of just sagging to the bottom. Awesome. Brilliant. I know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Great. Yes. Okay. So today we get to talk to Lindsay Ulrich, like I said previously. Um, So Lindsay just did this huge effort, ran across Oregon on the PCT from California to the Washington border, the Bridge of the Gods. She was chasing the time from Danielle Snyder. Mm-hmm. who had a time of nine days, 15 hours, and eight minutes. Lindsay's time was nine days, 13 hours, 39 minutes, and 20 seconds. And we get to hear all about 
this amazing experience. Mm-hmm. I what brought her to this experience, which is yes. a very um cool piece of her journey that you will hear about. Um just the overcoming that has had to happen to get her here. Um, what it's like to do something this big with so much crew and support and family. Her kids were there. It's just really awesome. You get to hear about um, what it was really like being on the trail and what it was really like to finish. And I can tell you that my eyes were not dry. So yeah, it was was tears all around. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So give it a listen. How are you doing? I'm good. Doing really good. Good. Thank you for having me. What? I said thank you for having me. We're honored. We are so excited to hear your story today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You just want to give a little background on yourself, who you are, and what you do? Uh, I'm uh, I'm 41 years old. Uh, I I actually. Uh, do I actually teach at uh, the middle school here in town uh, uh, in the behavior room of all places <laughs> so it's a little challenging at times but um, so yeah I work up at the school uh, everyone knows is kind of changing as we go along and um, I have my been married to my husband for gosh she's gonna keep 22 years I think <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, two kids, um, Samuel, who's uh, 15, and my daughter, that's 10, and we live in Oregon and love it here. And it's I've been I've been involved in ultra running for I've always been a runner, but been involved in ultra running for about what three and a half years now, probably I think. Okay. Um, but until then, I kind of just turned in. So kind of a recreational runner for a while until I found <laughs> found this crazy sport of ultra running. <laughs> so, um, so that yeah, so I've been kind of doing that and uh, have an amazing support system that allows me to do that. So I'm pretty lucky that way because um, I don't I don't think I would have been able to do what I do without uh, my husband's support and family support at all. So my, and my kids too, they've been absolutely amazing. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because you're running all the miles, which we'll talk about. Um, how, what, how did you like first decide to like do an ultra? What was your entry into this sport? Um, I probably, I actually went and paced a friend, um, down at the Rio del Lago down in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just kind of asked me, so I'm like, gosh, I kind of, I've always kind of been interested in it and kind of knew it, but I was so, didn't really know barely anything about it. I mean, I thought Western States was in Colorado when I first, like, when I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm way off. But uh, so anyway, so I went down there just out of, just to see what it was like. And uh, I paced her and even all the issues she went through and, you know, all, all the things that can happen in a hundred miler or in, in mm-hmm. running happened with her. And I was just like, this is totally awesome. <laughs> and so I 
uh, my coach now actually was the one down there that was coaching her. And uh, I kind of knew of him and I kind of was there just cause she was, we were all staying at his place down there. And, and uh, I was just like, man, this would be really fun to do, but I have, I mean, I've been running all my life, but I had no clue what went into ultra running. <laughs> like I didn't know how to train for it, what you did, the distances. Uh, so that kind of just kind of like put the springboard into it. And then I got an email from her probably maybe three or four months or I can't remember how how long ago it was after she had done it. And she said, taking on two more runners. And I'm like, oh, there's no way because the people he coaches, I mean, they're, they're pretty elite runners. And so I was like, well, I'll just put it in for fun. And so I put it in my application, I guess you could say. And a week later, he started coaching me. And 452 miles later, we're still, he hasn't hate, he doesn't hate me yet, I guess. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so that kind of just, that's kind of how it started. And uh, being, the, being older, we just kind of dove into 100K. It was my, really my first true ultra. Oh. I mean, I did go up and do a, I've done 50Ks, a couple of them, and like went up Idaho and did the river no return and all that. But I, it was one of those I'd go up there and be like, well, I guess I'll just do what everybody else is doing. They're walking up the hill, so I'll walk up the hill. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, but now, now I have an idea. So, but it's been really, really neat experience. Just yeah. really push the body that far has been uh, something. I, it's weird. I know it probably sounds weird, but it's always something I, I guess I've always done since I was younger. I just want to see my limit and push farther and harder. And so, ultra running seemed like the good good fit for me so yeah. I don't know if my husband really likes it but no he's been but you know there's so, time he doesn't so, run oh yeah so that that's the thing that I'm really fortunate that he is a runner and comes comes from a running background with a like his dad coached and He's he's coached track all for years in cross country, uh, but so that I'm fortunate that way because we have an understanding together that okay, you know, <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna be gone for six hours and you're gonna be home Sunday and spending time with your family, which I want to anyways, but yeah, yeah. So, totally, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a hard balancing act. You gotta really, it's it, yeah. it, you put your family you know, first, really, you know, and you're running seconds. And so there's, you know, probably as you guys know, there's, you have to get up somewhere mornings way, way early to get it done and put in then the time for home for the kids and families. So it's, so yeah, I'm lucky that way that we definitely have an understanding together with that. Yeah. And then my daughter's amazing. She'll be like days I'm laying on the couch and be like, I don't want to run. I'm not very motivated. She's like, Mom, you need to go run. So, <laughs> pushing you out the door. I love it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was going to ask, um, can you share who your coach is? Um, yeah, it's Paul Lint. He's, um, he actually, his dad kind of was a pioneer of Western States. 
So they kind of have a really rich family tradition with ultra running and uh, a really, really neat understanding of it. And it's, it's kind of a really, it's a very, it's an interesting story and it's really fun to have that and that, that they're so into it. And he's, uh, he's, he's done some ultras as well, but he really enjoys coaching and has really kind of dove into that as well. That's awesome. And I am, so I'm wondering, have you ever done Western States? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. I haven't. I, I'm, I've been putting in tickets, but yeah. um, I know how I that have. goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys, have you guys, have you guys done Western States? Oh, no, no. I, yeah. My husband has, I think, eight tickets into okay. it. So okay. Someday yeah. I'll, I'll be around there. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we we yeah. wanted to be there this year, just um, oh. just witnessing it. But yeah. um, you know, yeah, I was so fortunate to get to crew, and that was just mm. oh, amazing. It was so much fun, so much fun. And I was oh. like, maybe crew than run this is kind of more more fun. <laughs> totally, oh, you probably feel better. Yeah. And okay, so, okay, gosh, there's so much that we have to talk about today. Um, Part of why you're on here is because you just did this amazing FKT uh, attempt and for the Oregon PCT. Can you, um, can you start by just maybe telling us about the Oregon section, like, kind of the stats of it, what it's like, how many miles, elevation gain, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh. I couldn't. Um, yeah. So it was, it's, uh, 452 miles. Yeah. Uh, it starts south of Ashland on the California, Oregon border. Uh, the, <laughs> the drive to get out there is rather interesting to access the starting point, but, um, we all made it safely, but the next day, that's another story. Something happened. But, uh, so, so yeah, so down there, um, I'll be honest, I didn't, it was really hot the first day I started. It was, uh, even though we kind of did some heat training, knowing that, you know, it was going to be a warm during this time, it was just, it was a lot. And we, uh, there's not, <laughs> I'll be honest, the Ashland area or that whole Southern area was not overly interesting, I guess. I mean, there was, <laughs> but, uh, but so we started there and we did, what did we do? We did about 60 miles the first day. Uh, and then after that, we kind of started getting more into the more Northern areas or I guess I should say central Oregon areas. And, we went through, I mean, everything was either up or down. There really was not a lot of flats um, at all through the whole thing. And we went, um, I would say, and then we, I'm trying to think. And then day two was heading up towards Crater Lake. Yeah, yeah headed up towards Crater Lake. And then, oh, gosh, I should have looked back before I did this. And then we... Basically, three, I think day three and four, we got more, yeah, we got into Crater Lake, through Crater Lake, and up through Mount Thielson, which was absolutely spectacular, uh, that 
place is amazing. I'd love to go back there. And then went through there. A lot of a lot of it was through the nighttime because we had um, once I got through Crater Lake and up towards the pass area. It just the timing and how I don't know just how it all kind of played out was I ended up kind of running more in the nighttime, which which I already struggle <laughs> with running like on technical terrain and then add the darkness on top of it. Just <laughs> but. But I always had somebody with me. We always, always made sure. I, I, I ran the first, the start by myself. And that probably was the only time I really was by myself. And then I um, had somebody always with me and accompany me. And one time I had, like, my son did part of it with me, which was really special. Oh, sweet. That was really neat to have him. And he was really excited. So, so yeah, so we just worked together as a team. and. They kind of decided why I was out running, who was going to be with me, and what sections. And um, the part was is like we had we started with what we had eight people, I think, with the crew. So it, being as long as it was, we had to be really strategic about who ran what and how long, just because we didn't want to wear anybody out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody might, you know. Uh, which which was fine, but I actually was fortunate enough to have uh, have people with me and we that came in later on, you know, because asking somebody to be with you for a whole week is a lot, and so I didn't want to, you know, that that's a lot. Somebody, so which ended up being nine days total actually, but so I did have an eight. I had eight people that actually were with me the whole time and close friends, my coach, my husband and my kids. And, and so, so they all ran with me. Um, and then we picked up Ashley Nordell at one point and she ran with me. Awesome. So she was amazing to have. And then like Brittany and Cody came on later on as well. And really, they were really saved my bacon because they, Van, so like I'd come running in at three, four o'clock in the morning and just crash under in their bed and stuff. So, so yeah, that was nice. And so as as we progressed on, you know, more and more people started showing up to help. And I mean, I couldn't have done it without all those people. I mean, there's just, I mean, it just makes it so much easier to have somebody with you. And I mean, we like I said, we ran a lot in the dark and. Uh, the McKinsey Pass area with all that lava was yes. wow. <laughs> I don't know like, if you guys have been through that, but that was probably the most challenging section of my life. So it's basically you're through going through probably what five ten miles of lava. You'd say would that be about right? Uh, of just lost and and yeah. so that was that was probably one of the more challenging sections for me. Uh, and took me a really really long time because I I struggle already just because of the stroke I had my left side doesn't work as well as my right side uh, I mean it's there it still works but so it makes it just even more challenging for me on those parts of the trail and sure uh, when yeah. did you have a stroke uh see I have it what almost eight years ago a day after my birthday oh yeah. my Yeah. So I, 
my kids were pretty little at the time too. And I, oh man, it was, yeah, it was a long recovery because I, I pretty much lost most, a lot of function in my left side. It was dragging and um, I, I had to relearn a lot of life skills. Um, you know, as far as just, <laughs> I mean, just your basic things you take for granted. And yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, just for example, like I remember, I remember changing my daughter's diaper and I remember sitting there and I couldn't remember how to put it on. And I was like, do I put it on this way? I mean, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory how to put a diaper on, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but, um, and oh. so I just remember just putting it on and going, well, I guess at least she has a diaper on. So I put it on backwards. My husband came home from work and was like, yeah, this isn't right. And so, I mean, it was just a lot of, you know, things that make my personality completely changed, which was, I wouldn't say was for the better. <laughs> so, but, um, so it, it took me a while. It took me a couple of years to really come around and be back to what was normal for me. You know, it's like, you know, you get, you get dealt four aces and one's a king and you just go with it and live with it. It's still a good hand, but just not what you were hoping, you know, and it still works. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just, and that, I mean, I guess that kind of was a lot of my driving force too, for a lot of this running um, was to prove to myself, I could still do it. And uh, I would say probably that was one of my biggest driving forces to do the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, not only just because races got canceled and finding something to do, but as my husband says, why couldn't you pick something easier? But, <laughs> so, but so yeah, I mean, that was one of the biggest things for me was to do this, to prove that I, I can, I can get this done. It just may take me a little longer or, you know, we, we can well, get, it didn't, it, yeah, it didn't take you longer. It took you longer and you got an FKT. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, that was a bonus for sure. I mean, obviously that was our goal going into it, but you know, but then you get to where like, if it doesn't happen, we're just going to finish it no matter what. So as long they'll go. <laughs> so and so but, do you feel do you feel like you're I mean I mean do you feel like besides a little bit of um you were talking about like technical terrain is really difficult still um yeah. otherwise do you feel back and like your personality is back? Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. I I worked with uh a lot of doctors, um, mostly kind of my chiropractor more than anything. He um, really was into the neurological side of, mm-hmm. of stuff. And so he really, I give him a lot of the credit for getting me back, excuse me, back to where, where, where I can be, you know, and that's wonderful. So I, I give him a lot of credit for that. We did a lot of work together and brain exercises and, yeah. um, you know, still, I still have, you know, obviously some physical limitations and, um, I got, I got some memory loss, you know, so that, that bothers me just as far as my kids growing up. I, I, yeah. end of it. Um, but I still can, 
you know, I, I at least get to be here for them in presence and your mom for them. And that was my, that was my biggest worry when I, when it happened to me was I wasn't going to be able to be the mom that I was, I suppose. And so, and a wife too. And I ended up with a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of dark days for sure. I'm sure. We came yeah. through it and. Yeah, and, oh. and he's still supporting you. I mean, I'm sure he supported you through that oh. whole recovery process. And, oh, yeah. and he's, he's amazing. I mean, I always tell him, I go, I wouldn't have blamed you if you left me because my, I mean, my, I got this, I guess to explain it, my, my personality just got like beyond jealous to a point where it was just not healthy. <laughs> I don't know if at all, but um, I mean, every, every little thing would bother me. Even if you talk to like a friend that was a girl and be like, well, why are you talking to her? You know? So, yeah. so, so he yeah. me and that was, he was pretty. <laughs> well, and that's gotta be so hard to, um, I don't know if you had a lot of moments where you saw yourself doing that and you, you knew you, that was not normal for you. You didn't want to yeah. be like that, but you know, you can't, you have yeah, very little no. problem control. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and exactly. Like you, you know, what's happening, but you can't prevent it. You're just like, yeah. well, that was probably the most frustrating part. And then just, just a frustrating, frustrating part of not being able to do basic life skills. Like I would get just mad at myself and just fall yeah. in because it'd be so frustrating that you can't do, you know, simple things like <laughs> the milk and microwave thing against the refrigerator type thing, you know, it's like, yeah. you yeah. know, um, the keys I lost and, um, and just having to retrain my left side to go with my right side was was a big challenge. And uh, so, I mean, I guess basically, I mean, just I mean, just to show how much my husband did really support me. It's like we made the goal, like, okay, we're, we know we both love to run. We both know, you know, let's set the goal. Like next year, you're gonna run the Eugene Marathon. And which that's a pretty hefty goal when you're sitting there looking at barely being able to really use your left side. And so we did, and he worked with me, we ran, and I ended up running the marathon and finishing it. And I love but we, we got through it and made it. And, um, but obviously now my left side is better in mm -hmm. functions. So I, I have, I'm very, very, very. That is such a positive way to like go through this and, and to have a goal. I mean, that was amazing that, um, he suggested that and was with you in that. Yeah. And because as runners, I mean, it's, we all like to, to have goals, have races, yeah. something to look forward to. That's amazing. Wow. Do they that know, do they know what caused your stroke? Um, all they can figure is that I threw a clot and it was just like a quick, like happened and, um, and it just kind of went from there and um, they just, they feel maybe it was from running that could have caused it, which I, I, who knows, you know, I, I don't know, you know, 100%, but they think that that's kind of what happened is like a clot got loose and just, um, hmm really quick and enough to where it just 
was enough to do. I mean, I'm like I said, enough to do something, but at least I, so I was fortunate to not have a stroke and not be present for my family. So that's, I'm very, very lucky. Gosh, that's so scary. That's so hard, especially with little kids. Like you said, changing diapers, and I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It was was like, you know, it was the point where, you know, you wanted, you had to have pictures up to know how to do things. And, Mm. oh, high chair. Okay. She's in the high chair. Now what? Okay. You need to click in the table. But, you know, that I mean it was just simple things like that that you just automatically would do without even thinking about it and yeah. so wow. it was it was a lot and um but we we got we got yeah you did gosh I mean that is just <laughs> such a that is amazing I don't know it's it's beautiful to see you on this side of it and to be out doing crazy things setting fkgs yeah, yeah. no yeah. oh my gosh um real quick can i ask you i i know listeners can't see but um yeah. your shirt i'm curious yeah. about your shirt it says change the face of stroke yes yes uh-huh. um i uh i belong to some groups on instagram that really uh it, they they help you get through it, you know, because I can tell people what happened and, and, and it's hard. It's not like it's hard for people to understand, but to connect with people that have had the same yeah. thing um, um, is almost therapeutic in a way. And so um, I found this, this group that was called the Neuro Nerds. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, their whole platform is to basically change the face of the stroke, like that it happens it happens to every like anybody mm-hmm. age and um that was that's kind of kind of what they're what they're trying to um i guess promote is that you know because there's people as young as like 20 on there that have had strokes and things so mm-hmm. so that's kind of kind of the whole idea is like you know we're here. It happens at any age. It's not just older people that it happens to. And right. uh, so kind of just the idea kind of just, yeah, to change the face of the stroke. Yeah. yeah it doesn't all look the same Yes, and exactly. Support for anybody that's going through it that yes. could never have pictured themselves there. Going yes, through yes. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's easier to connect with people when they've gone through the same type of things that you're going yeah. through. Yeah. My, I, mean, I said I've had a great support support mm-hmm. group, but to really yeah. connect with those people, like you said, it's 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 a nice thing to have. To yeah. Be I, yeah. <laughs> I know my sister in law is a part of some um, CHD groups because her son, so my nephew, has hypoplastic right heart syndrome. So he was born without half a heart. So oh, they've wow. had to do a bunch of surgeries and she is connected with people from all over the country. Um, wow. I think one's international and they send postcards and she, oh. I made her some oh, shirts. Wow. And so she sent shirts to babies and I just, oh, I love how they have connected with mm-hmm. other people. And so, I mean, you're kind of doing yeah. the same thing where you're connecting from people yeah. where you don't really know, but you have this one thing in common. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Amazing. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you've 
found some, and you were willing to want to reach out and talk to people and yeah, that's help, powerful. help yourself yeah. recover. Yeah, I, I really, uh, I mean, that's kind of where I was hoping to, in some ways, um, yeah, to, I mean, that was kind of like my, my whole thing of running the trial was to show people that have had brain injuries or something that you, I mean, I know this probably on a bigger, <laughs> a big scale from running 452 miles, but just to show yeah. that you can still set goals and you still yeah. can for yourself. And so that was, that was, that was kind of, I mean, one of, one of the big reasons I did it, you know, was so that was, it was been. <laughs> You're very inspiring. Yes. Oh, very. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And oh so. I had a great team that came with me. So. I know. That is important. I, yes. I am curious, like, what does it look like to ask people to do this <laughs> with you? Like, um, I mean, because you were talking about, um, and I, and I kind of forgot to even think about, um, the kind of commitment it is for a crew, but I mean, that is, you know, um, well, yeah, nine days and like, what do you, what does that look like getting your crew on board? <laughs> uh, you know, it was <laughs> actually, it was interesting because I had, when I initially started asking people, I was like, you know, just if you came for one day to run or hang, you know, just a face to see at the end of the trail or, you know, that kind of my first thing. Cause like, I was like, I'm not going to ask somebody to come for nine days or what, you know, whatever. That's like I said, you know, it's just a lot to ask of somebody. And so that kind of was how it kind of went first. Like, well, we'll just, I'll just see if they want to show up and run with me for a day or something. And, um, and then it turned into, I started asking people and they're like, Oh no, I'll definitely, I'll be there the whole week. And then mm. you know, people started coming in and going, well, I'll, I'll come for a whole week. And then, uh, so I was just really, really, uh, really lucky to have an amazing group of friends and family that just were like, we, we're going to go, we're going to come with you. And um, yeah, like, I mean, I had some people, you know, that came in and out, which was absolutely wonderful to have as well. Uh, but just to give my crew <laughs> some relief and some, mm -hmm. I don't know if they've rested all that much, but, but it, it's a lot because behind the scenes, you know, I'm, I'm out there running, but in the meantime, they're still up at three, four o'clock in the morning waiting for me to come in and they have the food already ready for me. So I just get to walk off the trail or, and eat really quick and try to happen if I can and then head out. But um, no, they're definitely like the true heroes behind the scene because they, they were up night and day. My mom and dad came and they, you know, people were cooking for me and, you know, they just, this were there, you know, I had the cowbells going to keep you <laughs> Yeah. And, and so it was it was really I really give them a lot of the most of the credit because they it was a lot to ask and we had uh <laughs> we had a moment like we well originally we we were supposed to have my coach's RV <laughs> and so we had everything packed in there all my stuff everything you know all organized so they're able just to grab and go to keep things simple for them well, 15 miles into the run down in Southern Oregon, because this road that we had, they had to drive out on was just this gnarly dirt road. And he 
he was driving and pulled over for this car to get by and the RV rolled. <gasps> oh and my so, gosh. Yeah. So that, and I didn't know about it for the whole week. I, I, they just said, he just told me, Oh, it's not working. It broke down. Like have it. Southern Oregon. <laughs> it's like, he, he didn't, oh tell me, didn't tell me like that he was hurt. Nothing, like, and, um, so he took a tumble and thankfully, thankfully nothing happened to him. I mean, he was bruised up pretty bad. Right? Oh, out of yes. Oh my God. So my son and my brother-in-law, like all went there and they just threw everything they could into the back of my brother-in-law's truck. And so I remember coming in, <laughs> remember coming in and, and my husband and my kids and my friends were there. And I was like, well, I was like, where's Paul? Where's the RV? And they're like, well, he had to go pick up some stuff. Like, he's fine. He'll be, he'll be at the next, uh, <laughs> you know, where, you know, the next, uh, turnout or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay. Didn't think anything. My brother-in-law's truck is just piled with garbage bag fulls of stuff. And, oh my gosh. And like something had happened. But I just, I remember thinking, well, that's kind of weird because, you know, he always, my coach liked to always be at every, um, every stop. And so I'm like, oh, whatever. And, and so the last, de- the last night when we went for 48 hours straight, um, the last night he was running with me, uh, bef- uh yeah, the last night we had, he actually told me the story finally. <laughs> and so I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And of course, like, I didn't, I mean, here he's, he, but he ran a lot with me at the nighttime and he, uh, never showed anything of being bruised up or hurt in any way whatsoever. So we lost a lot of our stuff in that meantime with the role because they were just trying to get everything in there as fast as they could and, and right to the next place. (laughs) And so did that, did that affect where, were you going to sleep in the RV? Yes. So that was like everything we were going to cook in the RV. I was going to sleep in the RV, like everything. That's why I said when Cody and Brittany showed up with the van, it was a godsend because I had a bed to sleep and not that I needed a bed because I could fall asleep in a chair in 10 seconds. But um, yeah, that, I mean, I had everything, all my food. Oh my okay. Wow. So, and how, how often did you have crew? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole way, the whole way, we, uh, the whole way they were there for but me. But like home. how, how, um, regularly did you, yeah. So my day, my days would be between 50 to 60 miles, I guess a day. Uh, and the found out, well, my, found out that it's not real easy to access the Pacific Crest Trail. Like you have to go drive pretty, pretty gnarly roads and things like that to access it. And I, so they would meet up, I, I would, they would find roads that were, I don't even know how they would find them and they would drive in and set up a table really quick and cook food for me and feed me. And they, yeah, so they would be at every 50 to 60 mile stop, they would drive in and in fact, a lot of them would run in, like they'd run in food a lot of times, just kind of a mobile aid station, just because there was no way to access. Yeah. Um, get in any, any way, I'd have to take somebody to run in three or four miles. Uh, it, you know, I would, uh, like my son and my brother-in-law ran down 
um, in an area called Lolo Pass. They ran probably about four or five miles in just to set up some food for me really quick to eat before, you know, to keep me fueled just because you're constantly wow. so fast. And so, and it's always it was nice to see a new face, you know, to see some especially my son or my daughter and so that yeah so a lot of times they would have to run it in um and to feed me and I mean they I mean not to let alone like when they were running with me they also had their backpacks just full of stuff so just to keep my pack as light as possible I would just have my water bladder on me and that was about it and they would carry everything else with them and so they were carrying probably I mean at least 20 pounds worth of things on them just just to take care of me and them, you know, I always make sure that they're taken care of because it was important because, you know, to have them. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, uh, it was really, really, really neat to have that, to have them be a part of it and uh, just all the work they put into it. It's just, I mean, just to run in alone that many miles to just meet up with me, to feed me and take care of me. How cool your kids went the entire, they went the entire way. Your kids were with you the whole time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they were absolutely amazing. Um, my, my, my daughter, I was always nice seeing her cause she'd come up and give me a hug, you know, much needed when I needed it. And so it was, it was really neat to have a part of it. And they were, yeah, they were, gosh, I want to say she ran probably the last mile with me and then onto the bridge. Yeah, that makes that me emotional. Was, I know. She, I guess she fell on the trail and, and my coach was, you know, filming the finish and <laughs> she falls off the trail. And, oh. and so, you know, the mom instinct is, you know, like, like I could have got picked her up. There's no way, <laughs> you know, it's to grab him to get him out of the bushes. And she, I just hear this voice that says, Mom, just keep going, Mom, keep going. Yeah, they were, they were absolutely amazing. And it was really, like I said, it just was really special to have them be a part of it and to be there. And they are going to have that memory forever and know how hard their mom worked. And you are just like an amazing mom and woman and person like you're just amazing (laughs) yes like how cool the grit that it takes to just do this and just just knowing your your past like all the recovery that you already had to go through and and now doing this big effort I mean yeah your kids are lucky to see this you know it's pretty cool I, you know, it was one of those things I felt bad initially at first. Like, I'm not going to, you know, drag you guys along for this. But they, they wanted to be a part of it. And they wanted to really, you know, we try to give everybody a job and, you know, to make sure, you know, to make everybody feel that they were a part of it. And uh, yeah. yeah, her job was to be the, the emotional support as Huggy Mom. <laughs> So, so sweet. Aww. Kids are ouchies and, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but, so what, yeah, it was it was really neat to have them. That's that's so awesome. I'm glad that they were with and you know they they yeah. got to watch you with all of that. Yeah. Um, what was preparation like getting ready for all of this stuff? Like lo- the logistics and planning. Did yeah. you have like 
you know, where they, where your crew was going to meet you or. Yeah. So, gosh, so we, it was, it was initially when I asked my coach about it, I, cause I know he, he's not, he, I mean, he made it very clear that he was going to support me, but was like, this is not healthy. Like what we're doing, like I'm not, you know, but I, you know, on board, I'll be a part of it. And he, so he basically, I, um, basically my job was just to train and he did all the background work as far as researching out road, like the, like I was talking about, like the roads to come in on that they could crew me, the, the, the access points, the, um, you know, who, what trails like that the pioneers like Danielle and Scott Lockney and Yasin all took because the ones that originally set the original FKT, um, you know, so we'd be sure we followed their exact same trail that they took. And so he researched that all out. And, uh, and so being, being how far it was, it was like, uh, how do we train for this? <laughs> you know, how do we about this? And so, it basically became about just time on my feet. So we started out, right? We would start out. Um, I mean, I already, I already was getting ready for the canyons in, in the first place. We kind of already had a base. And so we just kind of built from there and we started out like four hours and then it went into basically the top hours I had was like a back to back to back, like 12 hour days. And. Oh on my feet and not necessarily running the whole time, but just out on my feet, getting the time in. And so that was, that was a big part of it. And then we did do a big uh, training block for four days that actually we went out to the Pacific Crest Trail and ran. um, Yeah. Ran for, for what, four days. And we did one of my days turned into a 15 hour day because I got kind of lost because there was a lot of I couldn't find the trail, but my my coach had to come out and rescue me because I couldn't find out where I was going. So oh I was in my area, but I just could not find it for the life of me. And it was starting, but thankfully he came in and got me. But uh, so, yeah, so it was, it was basically my job was to run and train. And then he did all the background work, which was I'm wonderful because that took a lot, which I always felt, I always felt bad because like, well, I should be doing something to help out, you know, but, um, it, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you had a hard job too. Yeah. So, no, with those long days, it was, you know, um, it was like come home, eat, sleep, but it was also, you know, I had to find time for my family and take care of the kids as well. But how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. So I, so after, so I'd have like, what, three or four days of training and then the rest of the days were rest days, which okay. I took advantage of as far as, you know, I, my daughter loves going to the beach. And so we would go spend time at the beach or go out to eat or, you know, just it's important for me to have them, you know, to spend time with them as well. Cause, cause you start feeling guilty and super selfish when you're out that long, you know, and it's. Sport. And so you feel, feel bad being, I mean, that's, that's a long time to be out. I mean, you're out pretty much half the day, almost all day. So, 
So it was, it was nice to have those breaks though. So I could, you know, really spend time with them as well and catch up with them. Yeah. And you probably were able to look towards that and, um, yeah, yeah. yeah you could maybe, maybe reduce the guilt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would have, you know, I, it's, I would have friends come out, you know, I, they, they'd come out and run for an hour with me or, you know, my husband would come out and run with me or, if I was on like a logging road, they, my, him and my daughter and son would drive up to meet me to give me some drinks or, you know, food or whatever. So that always would brighten my, brighten my day when they would come, come up on a trail or whatever. So, yeah. And yeah. so how do you know, um, what your, your coach and your crew used to, um, kind of navigate this? Like, were they using, um, any, apps to like know where to find you on the trail or and then were you using any um like how were they tracking you just kind of wondering about that so I uh we used the it's called gut hook app which was absolutely amazing that shows all the whole PCT and um the trails and everything and, and actually will show you where you're at on the trail when you get on the app and then I also had um um, the spot that I, that we used as our official tracking device mm-hmm. and they could actually see where I was at if it um, you know we'd hit buttons to you know say I'm okay or whatever and that would be they could see where I was at but as far as like the access roads and everything like that uh, actually had to use like a true <laughs> old school paper map to get out to see where to go because uh, but, but yeah, they were able to kind of see where, where I was at when, uh, with the spot and everything when we were, um, out and they could keep track of where, where our location was. And so then also the backup spot that the, my crew would wear with when they were with me. Okay. Okay. Oh man. He put, he put in a lot of work. It was a lot, a lot of work. We had, we actually did, I mean, actually was, actually was a Pacific Crest trail map, but it also was showed roads that you could have that we okay. bought, but yeah, it was. <laughs> and so did you ever have times where it looks like, so for the FKT, FKT yeah. were, was there any sections like when in your training, there was the snow and you weren't sure where to go or any moments where you got, maybe worried about your route or anything like that? Um, not really. I had actually, most of the snow was already gone. Cool. Uh, the one area that was, uh, not that I got worried about it, but the one area that was probably the most difficult, and we actually did have to find the trail. Um, we were up kind of by, oh, I'm trying to think where it was at, kind of the Mount Jefferson area. We came up on a bunch of snow fields and thankfully I, I had my coach with me at the time because it was, we always called them the witching hours. It was two, three o'clock in the morning and trying to go through these snow fields and then find the trail. Uh, it was kind of tricky. And I mean, there was, there was like kind of footsteps already to follow, but there also was like, okay, where does the trail connect up after we get off the snow field? And so that probably was probably the only part that we were kind of looking for the trail at one time. Like okay. I would, yeah, other than that though, thankfully like the other areas of snow had 
<laughs> had already melted off. And because I, I was worried about that. I was like, oh, gosh, if we go through that same area that I got lost on, like, I don't know how we're going to navigate through this in the nighttime because I could I could during the day. So but we but we we but the snow was gone and we managed to get through all that. Yeah. So so thankfully, yeah, we had some hot days that, that the snow had already gone and it was easy to get through. That was, that was we got through. Mm. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like your sleeping pattern that you had over the week? I'm wondering that same thing. <laughs> uh so i i think in the beginning we beginning sleep was a little bit more uh because i i remember coming off like the mckinsey pass area and i had been up all night long and into the morning and i just could not i could not function whatsoever and so uh we made the decision like we're just gonna they made the decision like we're just gonna let Lindsay sleep for four hours and we'll start in the at dusk to get over the rest of the lava fields when it cools off because it was pretty hot. And so I would say that probably might have been the only time I got a true, I mean a true sleep. Four hours was a true sleep. Other than that, it was probably um maybe an hour. And then it got where, okay, it's crunch time, you're gonna take a 10-minute nap and then we're going. And and it got to where, as we got deeper into it, got into, I can't stay awake anymore. I have to sleep on the trail. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. Um, anybody that knows me, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I do not like to be in the dark. I don't, I mean, let alone be alone on trails. <laughs> and so this got over a lot of fears and I, I, I could fall asleep in 10 seconds. Like they put the blanket out and I was out and so that was, we went through a lot of, uh, was it my, it's that what they called, <laughs> went through a lot of those, but it just got to where 10, 15 minutes felt like a dream to just sleep that long. And, um, and then it got to where the last 48 hours, it was like, well, this is go time. If you're going to try to go for this FKT, we got to move. Like we have to keep going. And so we just kept moving and I would literally would be falling asleep. I had my trekking poles and I would be falling asleep like and wake myself up because I'm falling over. Oh my, and, oh my gosh. And so then I'm like, okay, this isn't smart. Like we need, I need to lay down and, you know, take a nap really quick, which I mean, I thought towards the end, I wouldn't be able to just because you're so fretting about the time and getting, getting to the bridge to finish that I, I, uh, but I had no problem. I just so, so taxed and so tired. We just, we just would do it. And wow. uh, yeah, a lot of times it was just like brush Lindsay off the trail, throw in the van to sleep. And then they'd come wake me up 10 minutes later and get wow. me. Wow. And, and would you feel like totally refreshed after 10 minutes? I did. I, I really did. I mean, it was amazing what that was. 10 minute nap could do <laughs> like, it was like you felt like you slept for a day and so wow. that's just, crazy mm -hmm. yeah yeah I can't I, I never <laughs> done, I've never in my life been able to do that I mean ever I mean I have a hard enough time falling asleep when I'm home in a, re a regular schedule yeah. so yes well uh, and so um, were you, those last 48 hours when it was crunch time, were you, 
I feel like I would be really cranky, like, cause you just want to sleep and you're, you're just trying to keep moving. What was that like? Were you, was it a suffer fest at that point? Oh, oh yeah. I, yes. I, yes. To be completely honest. Yes, it was. It was a suffer fest in the last 48 hours. I, I don't think. I don't think I might have said maybe I didn't talk much at all the last 48 hours. It was just, and it wasn't because I didn't want to talk to anybody. It was just like, I think I was just so exhausted and just, mm-hmm. so, and just worried that I wasn't going to make it either, that I just kept moving. And, uh, you know, I, I felt bad for, for, for my coach and my friend Jessica, because it was like, I didn't say a whole lot the rest, like the last 24 hours, especially it was just, uh, I mean, I was dealing with, um, some severe leg pain and my, and so I was just trying to get through that. And my, my body actually swelled up. So, I mean, to, I mean, I guess to put in perspective, I don't even really know. I know when I got home 24 hours later, um, I had gained 12 pounds of just like water and inflammation. Oh my gosh. Wow. And so it was, I mean, and that's kind of, I just like, as the days went on, I just slowly blew up more and more like a marshmallow man. It was, it was pretty, I mean, I don't know if fascinating is the right word to use, but (laughs) pretty, pretty incredible to watch my body go through this and just change into like this swollen mess. I mean, even my face was even just like when like swollen and, uh, it was, it was interesting, interesting to, it's definitely not healthy, but it was, it was my body just is just, I had some to do with it as well, but it just, that's kind of how we re- reacted to it all. Mm-hmm. I saw the pictures of your feet on your Instagram. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that, that was not, that was not pretty. There, that no. looked painful. No. Yes. No. It was, I couldn't, so... When I got to the finish, I basically said, I took one step into Washington and I said, I'm done. And I like, I go, I'm not walking back on that bridge. (laughs) And so my husband carried me and then, and then my brother-in-law finished the duties and carried me back to the chair in the park where we were all, where everybody was at. And so, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I would say probably for about two or three days, I couldn't walk <laughs> could not walk at all. Um, well, it was blistered mess yeah yeah and I saw um I read your on the fastest known time page mm-hmm. there uh I think you you wrote how you had to go up to uh shoe sizes like at I certain did. points during this yeah. I actually, yeah, my feet swelled up to, so I originally am like a seven, seven and a half, and my, my feet swelled up. I think we got into a nine and a half, and we probably could have gone even up to a 10, but at that point, we were so worried to even take the shoes off, so like the last 130 miles, we just kept the shoes on, like through everything, napping, all that. We just, it was like, nope, we're leaving them on. Like, these taped up, it's working. Like, we're just going to keep moving forward. And so we, yeah, the last 130 miles, my shoes were left on. And oh my gosh. It was not a pretty sight taking them off. <laughs> my, my poor friend, Sean, he, he was, uh, took the duties of, uh, unwrapping my feet and it, it was not, 
it was not a pretty sight and smell. So oh my god, the job for it for everybody else that was running from it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like it, it was pretty incredible, and I I was. Thankfully enough, I got insight from Brittany and Cody about, you know, what to expect in some sense, because they kind of went through the same thing okay. and said, hey, Lynn, like, you're going to probably want to bring extra shoes, uh, shoe sizes up and things like that, because it's, yeah. well, your feet are going to swell. And I, I remember thinking like, oh, no, I'll be fine. My feet aren't going to swell. Like, I, that's <laughs> Nope, they, they did. They so, really did. Well, I yeah, was wondering yeah. if you, like, someone had to go and get you shoes that were bigger or if you just brought them. Uh, so I actually had a friend, uh, my friend Scott, actually, he ran a section with me and he brought in two extra pairs of shoes for me when he came in for the day to run with me. It was pretty amazing. He was for sure because I, I don't know what I would have done I probably would have had to cut my shoes at that point if I hadn't had them so wow oh my gosh wow so, and yeah you said that you were blistering like your feet were so taped inside the shoe because they were blistering or was that from swelling um I think or both I, a lot of it probably was from the swelling and I think just the constant you know you know, I mean you're on your you know I was on my feet nine days and I think just that constant movement yeah. was my feet to get all blistered up as well and so we I said the last last day and a half it was like we're just gonna leave it <laughs> like we're gonna leave them and taped up and um because we just my we, we kept untaping them every like every big stop we would done un, you know untape them clean them up and then tape them back up and it just got to where it was such a like an arduous task that it was taking too much time to do mm -hmm. all yeah my coach would clean my feet and then he would you know tape them up and dry you know all that and it just would take a lot of time and, mm -hmm. and they were so sensitive I didn't want to be touching them anyways so oh well, it makes me cringe <laughs> <laughs> wow oh. yeah and so I'm wondering so how when did things start getting hard and because like the beginning was probably pretty fun you were feeling good and fresh at the start but then um how did it start when did it start turning yeah, yeah. uh i would probably say after i would probably say probably 200 miles in it kind of started the reality kind of really started setting in um it's like those first couple days like you said you kind of you're excited you can, you can get through it uh i would i would probably say from mckinsey pass on um just because that was such a that was just such a hard section for me because of the law um I would say from then on out after that, um, things kind of started probably crumbling down, not crumbling down, but just started getting more difficult. <laughs> just, you know, losing the sleep, the sleep starting to get less and less. And, uh, so I, yeah, I probably, yeah, probably about 200 miles in, I would say, um, 250 or just probably. So it was, yeah, starting to reality was setting in. <laughs> it was getting less and less and, so, yeah. 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 Mm. And 
over the course of those nine days, what were some of your favorite items? Oh, like as far as like on the trail or yeah. just, uh, God, there's so many beautiful areas on the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh, or, no, sorry. Well, that too. We could talk about that. Yeah. But I was thinking like things that you had or that you used or food or oh. was there like go-to things that you just like loved the whole time or did it change? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like as far, uh, we, as far as food and stuff, is that what you mean? Like kind of like the, mm-hmm. well, I'd probably say, uh, caffeine definitely was the high point. <laughs> definitely. Um, I, um, probably I was a big fan of, um, egg McMuffins. We, that was kind of our, <laughs> Um, so I had like, um, you know, mobile aid station at one point, they ran in, ran in McDonald's, like right (laughs) for me. So that was, but no, I, I had probably ate a lot of avocados. Um, um, a lot of the go-to food was just easy stuff that they could basically, they would just turn around and put in my mouth, like, and feed me. I was, uh, um, but we did a lot of like crackers, um, easy things that you could take with you. Uh, yeah. did try and think everything did corn dogs at one point. <laughs> we had, <laughs> yeah, there, I, I wouldn't say there really was any necessarily, we probably did a lot of candy. I, I like candy. Candy's kind of my favorite. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> just quick, quick sugar things. And then like, as we're on the and then we would, uh, then definitely would try to eat a meal when we came in. And a lot of times it would just be, I got to be to where our cereal tasted really good. Um, mm-hmm. cereal and, um, probably eggs and things like that. But to, to just kind of simple things. I, you know, it was, I guess it kind of was just kind of hard to really sit down and eat something, but they always made sure that, you know, I had, you got to eat, Lindsay. You have to mm-hmm. eat on the trail, and and uh, so it was. It yeah. I mean, they it was a, it was hard for them because they would have to cook up the stuff, and it was, they did a lot of work. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. I, I, I wish I had something more interesting, but that kind no, of, that was good. Know, I, was like, yes. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Oh. Um, and so, what was it? What were your your favorite um, trail? Yeah points and viewpoints oh man I it was uh you know being living in Oregon I really have never I felt like after doing this I never have explored it much after you know doing this and I had I would say uh man I mean you can't beat Crater Lake Crater Lake I mean that's just amazing in itself just to see uh I would say the Diamond Peak Wilderness I'd never been in that part of the area um that was absolutely stunning it was beautiful way back in the wilderness there and obviously running up to Mount Hood was really special um I would say probably my two probably my two favorite points of coming in would have been Willamette Pass that was really really fun because there was there was I had some people that showed up and so there was cowbell I we could hear the cowbells mile out going and cheering and you know and they cheered us in as we came in and that was really really fun and had a big crew there and obviously Mount Hood just because that was a 400 mile point and I knew I only had 50 
only 52 miles left. <laughs> so, that was a really special moment. I mean, every every 100 miles was always a big milestone, and it was really fun to, you know, celebrate and kind of be like, wow, we made it, you know, another 100 miles. And But Mount Hood was, was really a really kind of a special moment just because just knowing you went 400 miles alone was just like, wow. But then to be there at Mount Hood with the crew, everybody there, it was, it was really, really, really special. Was that like day eight or something? <sighs> yeah, that must've been day eight. Yeah. I think that was day eight. I think you're right. It was day seven or eight because those last, <laughs> those last 52 miles took me a long. Yeah. I would say the the backside of Mount Hood wilderness is absolutely stunning. Like I, I can't wait to take my kids backpacking back there and camp. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Um and you, sorry. Go ahead. Can you describe the feeling of crossing um the bridge of the gods? Oh man. Wow. It was uh you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> um, wow, just when you coming off the trail and just hearing the traffic and knowing you were that close, like approaching it, um, it was really. I don't. It was. I. I. Whew, uh, yeah, it was probably. I would say like the most amazing. I. I don't, I can't even put into words what it was like. It, mm. uh, everybody there with me, um, especially that was, uh, have them with me, finishing with me and have my family, my kids, um, just to know that as a group, we accomplished such a big feat. Um, and that they, that we all worked together to make it happen. Uh, just, I, I, it's just something I can't even put into words how amazing it was. I, it, <laughs> yeah, just to know, just to know what we did, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just, like I said, just to have everybody there with me, uh, cause truly was about everybody, not just what I did, but to have them be there with me and finish was really a, an incredible moment. And to, yeah. and just to know you're done, like you did it. <laughs> was like, okay. But uh, yeah, it was, I, I really, I don't, I can't even, I'm still trying to find the words for right. yeah. all those really amazing moments, probably that I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an emotional roller coaster finding all of those feelings and, <laughs> Yeah, this kind of huge undertaking probably takes a long time to process. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, yeah. I mean, I I just kind of started writing down things, and I like there were certain songs that were played, like when I was running, that if I hear them, it's just like a flood of emotion, you know. And and I remember like who I was with at that time, and like how what they did to get me through it and um it just I mean I it was yeah I it's I can't even that's one of the things I feel that 
like I, my man, I probably, you guys probably saw on one of my posts. It's not something I feel that doesn't really get talked about much as far as like the, the finishing end of it. Like you prep for something so big and it's been such a big process to get everybody and to be, be part of it. And just the build up alone is so big. And then once you're done, you sit and go, you just sit, try to process it all, but then you also kind of go kind of down this hole too, because you're just like emotionally just like, I can't believe what just happened, but also like that, you know, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, and I truly, so it seems like after you've been out there for so long, uh, you miss it. You miss that. I mean, I was as probably as maybe as sick as that sounds like I, I miss it. Like I want to be back out there. I want to be, yeah. I want to be out there again and be on the trail and be, you know, but I, uh, it's mentally, it, it definitely does something to you and definitely does something to your soul. That it's hard to really say, like, just, you know, it just, it's one of those things like you really find out about yourself out there and then you come back and to process it all is, is a lot. It's a lot to put together. Yeah. Well, it took you nine days. I mean, it's not yeah, going to yeah. take you a day to <laughs> process it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like so hard, so challenging, probably the hardest thing you've done. I mean, for so many days, such a length yeah. of time. And then, and then, but it's also like so beautiful and so impactful. And yeah, I could see how that there would kind of be an inner turmoil of like, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. It, it is. It definitely is. And I, I would have to say that uh, I think uh, having my kids knowing that I need to be present for them helps because yeah. I just be a blob on the couch and be like trying to figure this all out, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I have to be present for them and present for my husband, you know, and be there for them. And so that definitely, definitely helps with the healing process for me. That definitely does. And um, I definitely want to get back out there because I, I really want to, <laughs> I think that'd be good too, to really go back out and just really actually get to see where I was at. So I feel like some of the parts, it was like, you just kind of had to get through really quick and go yeah. But, um, Maybe take your time next time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to walking it. <laughs> I was walking towards the end because I couldn't run, but uh, but really get to enjoy it and take it all in. <clears throat> I was gonna say the SKT, the slowest known time. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the last 19 miles. I definitely have that. <laughs> uh. Can you tell us exactly how long it took you? Because we said around nine days, but we didn't say the exact time. Um, it was nine. Was it? Oh gosh, I'm not. I have it written down. Nine days. Okay. I know. I know. I only beat Danielle by an hour and a half, and so like we were really close. Um, but she's she's amazing. She was definitely was a pioneer behind this, and I still can't believe she did it. Um. Me, I have to look back. Isn't that terrible? I should know that, but I, I just didn't want to look back on anymore because I'm like, but I it was. Let me find this really quick, and I will let you know. It's like nine days, twenty three hours? No, twenty. 
Oh my gosh, I'm really embarrassed that I don't know no, this. No, okay. I mean, it, it's like, honestly, probably the time, while it is so cool that you got the time, it's probably not the most important part of all of this. It's like <laughs> your, what you went through in your soul and with yeah. your people. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I definitely, that's 100% correct. I, I would say that, uh, you know, a time's a time, but mm-hmm. the, the memories and what you, what, not just I, but all of us as a crew, um, you know, what went through was what really is impactful to me. Mm-hmm. And just the, just even building those stronger friendships with people you already know you're close with, but you're, I mean, at that point, you're just family and like, you, you yeah. know, you know, kind of you stab at each other because you're tired and, you know, things, you know, things happen, but then friends and, uh, but that definitely, I would say is way more meaningful than the time yeah. it always will be to me. And, and, uh, just the, just the memories that were created and what it just did to my soul in general mm-hmm. would be definitely is more of what I'm going to take with me and than anything else. Cause I don't just what you experience out there and the, the time out there on the trails and <laughs> going through things together is, mm-hmm. uh, something that no one can take from you. And, you know, and I, I feel that I was a very lucky girl to have the crew I had and to have so many people and we, it's just, you know, to make it happen together. Um, they, yeah, they definitely made, made the memories for me. (laughs) So, so like I said, I just, it's nothing that they, no one can take those those memories from you and that time that you got to spend with those people. And, yeah. you know, we, you know, we went through hallucinations together and celebrations and fun times, the really low points, you know, we, we went through it all together. And mm-hmm. so those, and even, even the low points are, you know, good, good memories when I look back on it and things mm-hmm. that family with friends yeah 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 so uh, you know just just those little moments like you know me you know there's of course there's always the inside jokes that are always going to be there together as as well (laughs) the little things that went on that you know we that happens but uh yeah I definitely 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 is way more memorable yeah Oh, sure. mm-hmm. And so, okay, this is huge. Um, and so how do you feel when people, and I, I mean, I'm, it's just, I feel like this happens when somebody does an FKT, then everybody's like, okay, what's next? And I'm just wondering how you feel about that question. And oh, no, no, that's just celebrating it and soaking it in or are you also starting to dream about something else it's just um anything how people jump I don't want to like jump to the next thing but no 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 it's a it's it's a it's a it's a completely normal question um (laughs) right I um I don't really know I have I mean I definitely have some big goals like but 
right now running is not <laughs> we're slowly starting to get back into it but it's not mm-hmm. something um which is very rare for me not to want to run because right now I'm just like it just does not sound fun <laughs> like I'd rather yeah. just go play in the mountains but uh no we we um originally before we decided to do this before all the COVID stuff happened um we were training really hard for the canyons and we were going to try to chase after a golden ticket and Mm. I would say that's probably still there I don't um I I would I think I'm I'm more interested at the moment to do something shorter (laughs) as far as like I wouldn't mind jumping in a 10k or something you know half marathon or something like that just to just to do something different but Mm. uh, so but in long term um Definitely, yeah, definitely we'll get back into doing the longer stuff. And uh, cool. I'm hoping that it will feel like nothing after doing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's got to be a total new perspective. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, it does. It does. But I, I would say that that's probably probably the next thing. Is, and um, obviously I have to get recovered and it's going to take me a while. Yeah, I'm excited. My long run this weekend is three miles. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Look out! (laughs) Yeah, look out! Right. So that's always I've been joking about that all week that my long run is three miles this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm impressed that you're even doing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's more of like we're assessing the damage and make sure I can still run the right thing. But uh, yeah. But have your no, feet gone I, I, down? What's up? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Um, have your feet gone down in swelling? Oh, yeah, actually, I uh, they've pretty much were normal. They're just okay. all and pretty gross still. But uh, no, I uh, I use I use a a machine called the Beamer, and it's a thing you use. It gets on the cellular level of healing and <laughs> it's hard to explain but basically it's just it's something that helps with inflammation tremendously and I I really think that that helped a lot with my recovery oh good Uh, obviously I did I mean I did a lot of um, anti-inflammatory like naturopathic food stuff too just to really help with that (laughs) I was so swollen it was so bad (laughs) but um, yeah no my feet my feet are good I just like yeah they're just all peeling now and the blisters are healed and coming off so my goodness well it has been do you have any other questions Nikki well I mean I feel like we could talk forever yes yeah but yeah we do want to respect your time too exactly Mm-hmm. So, um, but it has been amazing talking to you. It's been so cool listening to your story and the reasons why you wanted to do this. And I mean, you're just so like inclusive, like, it, you know, yeah, you're the one that ran it. But you're like, all of us did it in your group. And then the emotional stuff at the end, I'm oh. just, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Thank you too. Yeah. It's been an honor that you guys even reached out to me it was I was really excited that was 
through that a lot. <laughs> you have such a cool story. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, before we let you go, we have two questions that we ask all our guests at the end. Yeah. Um, the first one is what's your favorite race that you've ever done? Oh, wow. Gosh, that's a good question. Uh, um, oh, I probably, um, I probably have to say race the wolf up in Northern Idaho. It was, um, it was my first ever sky running race I did. And it was absolutely amazing. It was up at Schweitzer Ski Resort, and uh, they put on a heck of a race. We, <laughs> it was so challenging, but I absolutely loved it. It was so, it was, uh, I mean, we were going climbing up Black Diamond runs, you know, that people would ski down and, uh, you know, basically just climbing all over mountains, but running and racing as well. It was absolutely cool an amazing experience it was really fun <laughs> That's and, my, and my whole family was there for the first time like my mom my sister uh, my niece and nephews and so that was really made it even extra special yeah. so I would have to say that that probably is the most memorable race for sure yeah nice cool mm -hmm. um so then our second sec second section second question is what is your favorite go-to healthy meal that you eat or make with your family i we love tacos mm -hmm. no but <laughs> but i would definitely say tacos are probably our most favorite thing to have yeah definitely perfect yeah. my granny's spanish rice too and i did that so it's something that the kids can help me with and we there, right? Yeah. Oh Yum. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Lindsay. Thank you. A treat. I thank you, you guys. I really appreciate it. I do. I, it's been it's been really fun talking with you. <laughs> Today we have a special offer from Brave. Brave is an overnight breakfast that is nutritionally optimized with a short list of ingredients like raw nuts, fruits, spices, oats, chia seeds, and hemp hearts. Brave takes 30 seconds to prepare the night before. You add any kind of milk you want, leave overnight, wake up, and it will keep you fueled and focused for whatever the day may bring. It's a modern breakfast for busy humans. It's plant-powered. There's no added sugar. There's actually under 10 grams of natural sugar per package. And there are three awesome flavors, mocha chip, tropical coconut, and apple spice. And they're all delicious. And you can buy packages individually or you can make up subscription boxes. And we have a special code for our listeners. To get 20% off your first order, you can enter in TREELINE20, which is T-R-E-E-L-I-N-E-2-0, -E -E for a deal. Yeah. So make sure to go to eatbrave.co and put in the coupon code TREELINE20 for 20% off your first order. Lindsay was so inspiring and I loved that she, and I, um, I think I said this as we were ending the conversation, 
But I love that she was like so inclusive and she's like, we all did this together. And I'm sure that whole experience just like bonded them for life. I mean, nine days on a trail out in the wilderness where some people had to run in and they couldn't even park to get her food and mm-hmm. all of her feet issues. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, yeah, I'm people, so people inspired. Through, yes. People that are there with you through the thick and thin. Yeah. I mean, you, you just can't be a surface level acquaintance at that point it's like you are family you know I loved that part you're right yes and just her emotions of finishing made me cry I mean it made me tear up while we were tearing up oh and I'm just how we're always we're all like chasing those kind of feelings and and just knowing you did something so big with people you love and your kids are there and they get to witness Yes. And just her, her story of recovery and how, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Her body has recovered from a stroke and she's able to still do something so big, even though there's still like physical things that she goes through. And, and I was, I mean, running through the night is hard for anyone, let alone on technical trail, let alone if you have if your left side of your body is like still struggling a little bit. Yeah. I just was blown away. Yeah, she was. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome interview. And I hope all the listeners took as much away from it as I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yes. So if you enjoyed this conversation, please um, rate, review, uh, you subscribe. can subscribe, yes, to the <laughs> podcast. Um, and then you can also, uh, subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which you'll get one email every week that has updates on articles and podcasts. So you can stay in the loop that way. That's found on treelinejournal.com. And definitely also share this with your mom friends or your running community, anybody, um, because that helps us uh, get these really awesome stories that we get to hear to the world. So, and if you want to um, leave us comments or send us questions, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voice message using the anchor link in the show notes below. Yes. All right. Go, Go run hard. Run hard. Run hard. Run hard. <laughs> Woo, we did it! <laughs> <laughs>
Look at you from Australia. Do this thing after you're done eating. Sorry, I'm starving. Snack break! Obviously, everybody already knows I'm obsessed with food. I just want to eat. People, listen to the bloopers. They're our best. Just scroll to the end. The really, the only part you need to listen to (laughs) on these whole podcasts are the last one minute of bloopers. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So let's go, baby. You know that's going to be in the (laughs) bloopers, right? I I take it back. Okay. Sorry. Lucky. And you had to get like a whole different persona. Well. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird... Whale. You basically did everything. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh, Seth, did you want to say anything? 